All right, let's try this. This is the voiceover for movie trailer. Take one. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of movie. You're listening to Trailer Trashed on the Merry-Go-Round Magazine Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, C.J. Simonson and Kate Brockman. Hello and welcome to Trailer Trash, the podcast where trailers get the fair and honest criticism they deserve after a night of drinking. I am your co-host, Kate Brogdon, the TV editor of Merry Go Round Magazine, and I am joined by... CJ Simonson, I am the music editor over at Merry Go Round Magazine. We're here. Mary Go Magazine. It really is actually a mouthful if you try and say it fast. It is. If, and you don't think about it. Also, I tend to fall into the trap of thinking it's called a different thing that it's no longer called. Yes. Uh, CJ so graciously let us adopt the name of his. Um, either that or the old thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a blog called Mary Go Around Music. So sometimes I fall into that trap or I fall into the trap of calling it Crossfader. Which it is not. Which it is not. We are not Crossfader anymore. No. We have rebranded. And it has been a very successful rebrand. It's been a successful rebrand. Um, <sighs> obviously, if you're here, you probably know a little bit about it. If not, go to MerryGoRoundMagazine.com. It's cool. It's a great site. We got lots of stuff up there. A lot um, of stuff happening. It. Uh, this is our first this is our second episode uh no this is our third episode in the new year yes Yes. no yeah 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 really already already damn (laughs) yeah this is episode six seven nuh-uh yeah oh you're right yeah Jeez. That's pretty intense. We're, we're, we're midway through January already. It's crazy that this started as like a wouldn't it be funny if, mm-hmm. and now we're seven episodes in. Yeah, so we've gotten drunk seven times. Well, we've gotten seven drunk th- half that, but yeah. Yeah. And you know. Yeah, it is what it is. What are you drinking? I am drinking, oh God, I don't know the name of it. I should. I am, here, tell me Tell me what you're drinking. Yes, I am because drinking. Because I gotta go get it out of the fridge. Yes, I'm about to do a shot. We're both about to do a shot of New Amsterdam grapefruit vodka. Nothing but the best. Mm, um, yummy. Yeah, delicious. And I am, uh, I'm currently drinking a SunUp, uh, SunUp Brewing out in uh, Arizona. Shout out to them. They make a white Russian Imperial coffee stout that is one of the best stouts I've ever had in my life. Um, the number one beer in Arizona? Number one beer on Beer Advocate, yeah. Uh, and it is delicious. And so I brought some back and I have been like sl- like trying to save them for like as long as possible. But for the pod, it's worth cracking one open. Well, I'm very honored. Yes, of course. I will say, slight tangent, but my friend and I, my best friend Jojo and I, who might be listening to this, hello, um, we through a series of hijinks, came into possession of seven bottles of Guy Fieri's wine nice. from his Hunt and Ride winery. Ooh. So we had one when she moved back because she was living out of state and she moved back to California. We had one. But we're saving the rest of them for special occasions, like wedding, birth of child, yes. for special occasions. And they were trying to talk us into having one at New Year's, and we were like, no, 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 no. not special enough. So I, too, have saved what would be slightly above average to basically average wine that I've saved for way too many years because <laughs> when Fresh and Easy went out of business, I was a big <laughs> Fresh and Easy wine guy, number one on the bandwagon, like can't find a bigger P1, big kahuna, best, like way better than two buck shop, like not even close, but same price, <laughs> you can get $3 bottles of red wine. Hell yeah. Great. I fucking loved it. Wish uh, that was still a thing. So when they were closing, I went and bought 
I think we've, I think together, me and my roommate bought like 35, 40 bottles of wine. And now it's slowly gotten whittled down. I mean, like we drank lots of it like pretty quickly, but we still have, I think, six bottles of, of wine. And same thing, like we're like, I think our plan is to get drunk and watch The Trip, the Steve Coogan movie, <laughs> where they like get drunk on wine and do impressions and stuff. That's good. Yeah. Uh, but we, we, I too have a, a weird collection of, of wine that like, also like, I don't know if it would be any good anymore. It feels like it'd be bad. Well, the, the hunt and ride one, I, again, this is way too long of a story to tell at the top of the podcast, yeah, but we fine. went, we went through hell and high water to get this wine. It right, was like right. such an ordeal. Does he and still then, make it? Is oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it was like a whole UPS nightmare right, basically. Right. And so we finally cracked it open to try it and we were like, fuck it was totally worth it yeah it's so good it was like the the best it was a red because we we have a bunch of different ones but the one that we had was a red and it was like literally the best glass of wine i've ever had it was so good wow i'm not shitting you high praise high praise for guy love my love my papa shout out come on the pod literally please god come on the pod come get drunk with us fieri fieri guy fieri yeah yeah I am drinking not a delicious glass of Hunt and Ride wines, Mm-mm. but a Kenobi Kyoto Dry Gin, which was a wonderful Christmas present from my boss because he knows that I'm a gin person. Um, and this was probably a recommendation from someone at KNL Wines, which is a great wine store here in LA. They serve liquor as well. And um, it's banging like people keep trying to be like do you want me to get like some soda water for you i'm like no i would not dream of defiling this beautiful gin with soda water i'm drinking it straight on ice like a fucking lady there you go it's great i'm loving it thank you thank you my boss i will be having some at some point in a little bit and uh it it looks fancy as fuck it is i didn't even know they made gin in japan but they do and it's delicious so shout out to japan come on the pot well instead let's do a shot of some not so good stuff which is this uh new amsterdam grapefruit vodka clink cheers Mm. wasn't so bad Mm mm-mm Oh wow! You can, you can taste the cheapness of that though. That this, I'm with CJ. This is a really good stout. That's very good, right? That I just chased this very awful. Oh, I still have a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. No, I have to commit to the bit. Oh boy, for you, the listener. That was like two drops. It's fine. It'll be all right. Um, all right, here we go. Movies. There are some go. movies in this world. There's some movies. Uh, we're doing an animated uh, double feature here at the top. That's my jam. Let's start with Ugly Dolls. This summer, you're invited to a magical place where weird is celebrated, strange is special, and beauty is more than meets the eye. Good morning, Ugly gorgeous let's check out how you look today short and stubby nubby teeth out on full display your pinkish red got this thing on your head and whoa girl you couldn't look better cause there's a scrambled sun in the day glows high and the mood couldn't be any brighter and as the slam bank city goes rocketing by well my head couldn't feel any lighter it's like a fawn Go ahead. <laughs> so, 
to say, I really like the way this movie looks. Okay. Um, I've been, I mean, I think everybody's familiar with the ugly dolls by now. They're like the weird, they're like this line of toys. I think it's like, is it like a Japanese thing? I feel like I always see them in like the Japanese kind of Hello Kitty-esque stores. They remind me of uh, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Yeah. Like something that would be in there. I don't know where these came from. It, I, it is apparently a popular trend from the early 2000s that I yeah. think completely passed me by. They're like little like gargoyle kind of fuzzy looking dolls with like little horns and wings and they have like one big eye. They're will, like weird looking, but they're cute. They're I like give, ugly cute. I'll give this asterisk. Which is that we don't sleep with stuffed animals on our bed, but the one that we have is my my girlfriend has one of these crazy Aww. these ugly dolls or whatever from like a very long time ago. Um, but again, I don't think I knew that it was a cultural trend. So when she yeah. had it, I think now I think less of it. She, she's in the <laughs> other room hearing this. I, I, I think less of that thing. I think because I didn't. I thought it was just some random thing that she had from her youth, and it's apparently like the equivalent of like a beanie baby or something. Yeah, it is. It is the equivalent of a beanie baby. Okay, so I didn't know that going into I, like I knew that going into the trailer, but I didn't know that until I like looked up what the like I looked up the trailer earlier. Mm-hmm. But I didn't watch it. But like I didn't know that that was a thing. So I guess like, I, but there's no lore to it, right? Like they are just. I mean, this trailer doesn't seem to indicate that there is any. There's there's as much lore as like there is lore in Hello Kitty. Like this is Hello Kitty. This is what she's about. She has like her friends. Okay. It's like kind of that level, but it's not like these are dolls based on an existing TV show, and now there's a movie. The right, movie right, right, is right. the thing. Right. The IP is literally just that they exist. Right. And they have. I assume names. I don't... Uh, I, yes, they have okay. names. Okay. So, I love the way this movie looks. The animation is really dope. It's really, like, fun to look at. And it seems... And and I'm behind the theme, which is, like... she's Because the, the main character, Ugly Doll, which we'll get into in a minute, yes. is looking at herself in the mirror and singing about all the things that are, like, visually wrong with her. And then she's like, and I've never looked better. And it's all about, like accepting your flaws and like being who you are which kind of seems like the first thing one might think of when coming up for a take on an ugly dolls movie right whatever and then pitbull shows up yeah um pitbull shows up in this trailer uh kelly clarkson is the main girl ugly doll janelle monet is in this movie gabriel inglacius Gabrielle Inglacius, uh, Wanda Sykes, uh, Blake Shelton, Charlie XCX is in this movie, uh, Emma Roberts, uh, yeah. It's like, it's, they're selling this predominantly as a musical. This is kind of like the opposite of the Tangled thing, because Tangled, I remember when I went to go see it in theaters, and all of a sudden she's singing. I'm like, oh shit. I have like no idea that this is a musical. This is like right out the gate. Like original songs by Kelly Clarkson in this movie. Singing, singing, singing. Be ready for a lot of singing. Yeah. And the actual voice actors are like... Mostly musicians. Mostly pop stars. Yes. Which I have a whole thing about. So what, CJ, what was your take on on this? So I, 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 I'm with you. I like the colorfulness of it. I mean, I, I'm kind of hesitant. I feel like this is kind of the first of a bunch of uh, 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 movies that we're going to get based on IP that is questionable at best for a, a full-length film. Um, I mean, like, this is clearly someone's like, the ugly dolls have an aesthetic. Like, that's enough to go on. 
um, and they're ugly. Like, like you know, which you're right. Like, is 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 in on a paper like a cool thematic choice? And it seems like based on the end of this trailer, what happens is that these characters. Uh, I fuck. I forgot what it says. There's a. It's like the land of perfection. Perfection. Yeah, and pr- presumably their their obstacle is going to be somehow finding themselves in a far off land where everything is perfect, and then they are outcasts because the world is ugly. I don't know. That's far which, too sober an analysis. Which of it, again but. feels like if I had a gun to my head in thirty seconds to come up with a take for an ugly dolls movie is probably what I would come up with. Yes. Yes. Um. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Like beyond that, like I don't. I don't feel like I have a lot of like. It's not something that interests me a lot. It mm-hmm. doesn't seem like something that's built to be a bona fide hit. But then, like, neither do the Nomeo and Juliet movies either. And those seem to. That's like a similar thing. Like, Nomeo like, and Juliet for real is like not bad. <laughs> no, and I'm sure. I, I'm sure this yeah. probably isn't bad from a fundamental level. But it's the same yeah. kind of thing where it's like Nomeo and Juliet is like pop stars and they're like fun songs. Well, Nomeo and, like... and Juliet specifically was Elton John mm-hmm. who did all the music. Correct, yeah. So it's like, we're really gonna like wrap ourselves around this one pop star and right. like have it be like this thing. And Elton John, for what it's worth, killed it writing the music for that movie. It's a bop. The movie is fun. It's like kind of tongue in cheek. I'm I am out here defending Nomeo and Juliet and I am not ashamed. It is good. It is fine. It's fine. It's fine. It, for for an animated film that came out, like, God, almost 10 years ago now. Yeah. It came out, like, while I was in high school. Um, What are the ugly dolls? They're just ugly, right? Like, that's, that's yeah. the basis of what they are. They just happen to be ugly things. As far as I know. Because there are other like things in ugly here. Things. There are other things that it's like, I couldn't tell if they were dolls in this trailer. And by that, I mean, there are other creatures that I feel like, pop, like, there's definitely a unicorn, I remember. There are things that pop up that clearly don't seem to be necessarily within the ugly dolls canon, but might themselves be dolls. And I guess mm. I'm curious whether or not this is kind of like a, uh, not like a Lego movie, but uh, I guess like a Lego movie where it's like they also have Duplos or like there are other things in there where it's like mm. things that, it's possible for things that exist outside of the idea to be there. I, yeah, I don't or really they're just know. gonna make a fuck ton more dolls. Yeah, maybe I have no idea. But the there's the, a lot of them. Really? Oh okay. yeah, there's like a ton of them. They're cute. I like them, and they come big and they come little, so you can get like if you're not yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. man, I don't want to drop thirty dollars on the big one. You can get like a little keychain one. Yeah, they're literally just cute, ugly things, and so <sighs> at one point. I spit all over the piece of paper I have in front of me. That's, um, okay. that's real attractive. Uh, I wa- literally wouldn't have noticed if you hadn't said it. And now all of our listeners know. Oh, it's okay. Uh, maybe I'll give it away. Um, <laughs> this says, uh, at one point, uh, I think Pitbull raps only the doll makes the party happen. And then there's like a beat drop, uh, which is insane. <laughs> the ugly doll looks like Pitbull. It's like in sunglasses yes. and a little suit. Yes. And it has like a little tail and he like shakes his little butt. Yeah, I did not like that. I didn't like anything <laughs> to do with the Pitbull Because here's the thing. Moments in this trailer. Here's the thing. Yes. Voice actors do what voice actors do. Voice acting is not walking up to a microphone and saying a line. Right. And there's been a big trend kind of forever in animation, but especially lately, like with Smallfoot where it's like, Zendaya and like all these Meacham is Zendaya. Yeah, Zendaya is Meacham. Yeah, yeah. I have a whole other thing. I'm I am convinced that that 
Vine was a paid advertisement. Yeah, like kind of like the Netflix bird box thing. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Thank think, you. I think we're gonna see a lot of that. People think that I'm like a fucking lame narc for thinking that that was a paid advertisement, but it fully was, and it's fine that it is, but it is. Yeah. But anyway. Voice actors do a very important job and they train really hard to be able to do their job. Like fucking Tom Kenny and um, Pamela Adlon and all these other, um, you know, it's not just standing in front of a microphone and saying a line. And it really sells these animated films short when they're like, what's like the biggest name we can attach to this movie so that we just get an ass in a scene? For sure. It's not... Fair and it make it the movies really suffer for it. These animated films really suffer for it because so much of the character it it's a it's a very delicate dance sure. between the animation and the voice acting. And um it's like if if the voice performance isn't giving the animators anything to work with, it no. just the whole thing suffers and it's such a beautiful looking film that I'm bummed that they're putting all these you know, it sounds like they're all trying. But it's not the same. And it really bums me out that there are so many hardworking, talented voice actors that are so good at their craft and what they do that are now being shunted out of these movies because like, oh, Kelly Clarkson said that she can come to, you know, out loud audio for half a day and record all of her lines. But it's even kind of even slightly, I would argue that this is almost even slightly more offensive than that because what you're doing is you're shoehorning in a lot of musicians and people who aren't necessarily performative by nature. Yeah. Like I think the most interesting voice actor of this of this trailer is Wanda Sykes because Wanda Sykes is inherently kind of this performative uh, you know, comedic talent. So, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously you're like, oh, that's Wanda Sykes when she's talking in the trailer. But at the same time, it kind of lends itself to the animation of it because she's aware to do that. Like, right. I, I, you know, Nick Jonas talks in this trailer. I would never have been able to pick him out at, at all. But he also isn't really, his his vocal delivery doesn't really lend itself. I watched Isle of Dogs last night. And Isle mm-hmm. of Dogs, like, I, I, I just was kind of in awe of how good Brian Cranston is doing that. Um, because you're right, it is it is a very delicate and nuanced thing when someone is great at being at being a voice actor. I think we've been kind of inundated with the number of animated movies that are very good. That there there are lots of good animated performances. There are very few great ones. Yeah. And I when I was watching Isle of Dogs, I was like, you know, this is a movie that has plenty of really good, you know, f- fun, very nuanced uh, deliveries. But Brian Cranston is really fucking good in this movie. Um, and I'll say Brian Cranston is really good, not just like delivering the voice, but like there is kind of an embodiment and like, and I just think he understands the timber of his own voice a lot more, yeah. which is important in that kind of thing. And I think anyone that grew up in like nineties cartoons knows that like there are some people like, uh, I forget Kevin, what's his name? Who does Batman mm-hmm. in, or Mark Hamill who does the Joker Oh are, yeah, are literally like both of those people are pitch perfect at doing what they're doing and understand the nuances of both like the high, high end, the low end, like the, the performative end, the dramatic end, like all of that stuff. And I think we've become kind of jaded because anyone can be a voice actor technically and lots of voice actors can even be good. But to be great yeah. is a hard. And I don't think anyone in this trailer is great. They no. might be great singers, but Pitbull, come on. Like he's come not going on. to be. Come on. Like I'm not, I mean, we will we will be removed from the merry-go-round website if we talk too much shit on Pitbull. Yeah, it's fine. It, you know. Pitbull is what Pitbull is, but Pitbull is not a voice actor. He's not. And, uh... and that's okay, but like... He's not a voice actor. My favorite example of this to give to people 
is Scarlett Johansson in the first SpongeBob movie. Okay. She plays the mermaid, the daughter of Neptune. And if you go back and watch the SpongeBob movie, which totally holds up, she is struggling. Really? You can tell. It's bad, 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 bad. But fast forward 10-ish years, listen to her and her. Yes. Much, much better. Well, I was going to say, I just watched Isle of Dogs, and but yes. she is in it. Yes. Also pretty good. Now she's great. Yeah. So if you want like a side-by-side comparison of like great voice acting versus bad voice acting, check yeah. those two out. Because like she is like, man, I couldn't believe how much she was struggling. And there's like BTS footage because of course I own the DVD. And when you watch the SpongeBob movie, you got to watch all the bonus features. Of course, of there's course. a very, there's a very charming um, featurette with, Steven Hillenberg talking about how much he loves the sea, which is great. R.I.P., man. But you can see Scarlett Johansson in the booth, and she looks so uncomfortable. So I don't know, like, I don't know if it was the directing or if she was having a bad day. Also, might have been her first time ever buying a booth. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, yeah, if you want, if you want a direct side-by-side comparison of good voice acting and bad voice acting by the same actress. Check out Scarlett Johansson in the first Spongebob movie and then, like, literally any other voice acting she's done. But I haven't seen Isle of Dogs yet, but in her, obviously, she's great. Because yes, her, she's excellent. Her yeah. voice is the whole performance. She was so good to the point where people were having discussions legitimately about a Best a- Supporting Actress nomination. Right. You know? Like, 100%. She's a delight in that movie. That is an ex- mm-hmm. example of a, a great voice performance. Right. Totally. Um, the last thing I have to say about this is there's a moment in this trailer that... I want so much more context for, which is I believe there's one of those Ikea pillow punching machines. Do you know what I'm talking about? Does Ikea have pillow punching machines? Okay. Okay. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I was literally just thinking because I'm still, I'm still off work on my vacation right now. And I was cleaning up my whole house today and I'm just like, maybe I'll go to Ikea tomorrow. Maybe I'll splurge. And I'm like, I fucking love Ikea so much. Please tell me things about Ikea. Okay. So you'll have to go. (laughs) Ikea, I believe, have, <laughs> you know, they have their, like, fancy pillows. Someone will have to confirm this. because I, I, have, have I have Ikea pillows. They have a, they have, well, no, not that. But I, someone will have to confirm that this exists because I'm pretty sure. But also, then, if it doesn't exist, I don't know what the fuck is happening in this trailer. So this is the only context I have. Uh, they have a thing where it's, like, the durability, you know, Ikea loves to have weird machines that their whole goal is to, like, basically punch or, like, manipulate things and show you, like, Look how long it'll last. It'll last forever, basically. You know, um, and one of those things I believe is a pillow, and they have a thing that has like you know, it's got like a, like a, a mechanism that will kind of like like basically like constantly be hitting the pillow to be like, look at look look at this. Like it'll still retain its like bounce or whatever the fuck it is. There's a moment in this trailer in which one of these doll things is in some kind of contraption that looks a lot like the IKEA thing I'm trying to think of. In which it's getting, like, beat the fuck up. But it seems like it's enjoying it. And I cannot, for the life of me, figure out, is that what it is? Uh, So that's the only thing that lends me to believe that these are real dolls. These things are real dolls. And they have stuffing in them. And that it must, like... That's true. That's true. It's not a form of torture for the pillow. It must be a form (laughs) of, like, like massage. It's like he's getting a massage. Yeah. Yeah. Surreal. It's like, we're ugly. We get punched and it feels good. Yeah. I don't know how those things go together. It reminds me of like Monsters, Inc. When they're like, when they're going like, they're in the locker room and they have odorant instead of deodorant and the and the options are like wet dog and smelly dumpster because right, right, they're right. monsters. But it's like, are they gross? Like, 
It is. You are right. It is very unclear whether or not they are actual dolls, or, creatures. or are they like living beings with blood and organs and flesh. We will have to watch. We will have to find out. out. I also love at the very end of the trailer because at first I'm like, is this just going to be like a music video? And then in the last ten seconds of the trailer, it remembers that it's a movie, right? And introduces the plot, which is they wind up somehow in the land of perfection, yeah. and everybody's people. I think so. I, I'm a people. I am definitely not in the land of perfection. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I like the look of it. We'll see. I wish that there was actual, like, solid voice acting talent behind this that would really elevate the beautiful animation to the next level. But I'm sure when it comes out, you can go to marygarondmagazine.com and find some kind of analysis of Pitbull. It'll probably be... Oh, for Pitbull, it'll be Thomas. But if it's a review of this movie, it'll probably be me. Yeah. But, you know, it looks cute. We'll see. Um, next up, our second in our animated doubleheader, we have How to Train Your Dragon 3. Hey, bud, wait up! Well, I started out all alone. He's not the only one. I'm learning to fly. Another night fury. But I ain't got wings. It's more like a bright A light fury. Yeah, yours is better, probably. There is an armada with enough cages for all of our dragons. This is a new kind of enemy. We need to find the hidden world. I will destroy everything you love. Toothless, no! I like this franchise. I didn't. I did not see How to Train Your Dragon two. I missed that one. I did not either. But so I did see the first book. one. And the first one's a delight. I really like it. Yes. I really like it. Jay Baruchel is a fucking champion. I hate him. You hate him? I think. No. Why? I hate him. Although I think, ironically, I will be writing for your section soon about how fucking awesome. Uh, uh, what's the show? Man Seeking Woman. Man Woman is. It's the best show. It's so good, and I and it makes me not hate him. I, I just finished Jay season three, like, a, last week, because um, I didn't realize it was on FX. Yeah, I don't know. I just find him to be... I feel like when I listen to him in interviews, I'm like, oh, you're kind of douchey. You're, like, a guy who, like, I want to believe is nerdy in real life, because that's who you play, but you're actually kind of... I kind of fucking hate you, I think. But that's his... That's also his character in every single one of his shows. True. Not, is not that he's, untrue. like, kind of a nerdy douchebag. But I like him. I like all the stuff that he does. Man Seeking Woman is legit one of my favorite TV shows yeah, of all time. Stop listening to this pod and go watch that show. Because that show is amazing. It's amazing. Watch it with someone you love. Yes. Or, or watch it just in awe of, like... One of the, the best pilots I've ever seen. One hundred percent. I've seen the pilot probably ten times because I just show it to people. The raw so much. creativity it takes to think of like a way to break down the modern modern romance and the way that it does is absolutely stunning. Um, like fucking Master of None, get fucked. Like this is it. Yeah, I love Master of None, but like this, it, like that is such a more straightforward and like obvious like telling. Like mm. this is brilliant. Anyway, it's so good because I was <laughs> sidebar plug. This is, like, there's an episode in season three where, like, the boyfriend, Jay Baruchel's character, is staying over way too much at the girlfriend's yes, house before they the moved pilot. in together. Yeah, yeah, it's the first It's the first episode the of season three. Yeah. And it's framed as, like, an illegal immigrant story. And, like, I was the girlfriend who was over at the boyfriend's house way too much. Whoa. And so, until we finally, like... 
the the roommate and he was totally right for this like no offense if he is listening he was like she cannot come over anymore it's like too much and so i totally i totally felt it and then we moved in together and then it was fine but they frame it as like an illegal immigrant like at the border she the girlfriend is like smuggling him over the border it's a it's a genius show eric andre is in it playing like the straight man which is really fun the chick from the rising commercials is is Yeah. yeah It's a, it's a delightful show. It's the only thing that I feel like I like Jay Baruchel in. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Except for the first How, uh, How to Train Your Dragon, Dragon, which is very good. Um, this one, the only thing that I really knew going into this trailer about the third How to Train Your Dragon is that Tumblr is really angry because they thought that Toothless was gay. And now Toothless the dragon has a lady dragon to fuck. Yes. Uh, not bright. Light wing. Because he's a knight. He's knight. No, Night, is it a night wing? Ooh, it's something in night, and then they turn it bright, and then light. Light wing, something like they're dragons. Yeah. How do we train light them? Two, I don't know. Yeah, Three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so the thing that rubbed me immediately about this is that there's a flashback in this trailer of Jared Butler's character, who is Hiccup's dad. Who? Jared Butler. Jared Butler. It's pronounced Jared Butler. I swear to fucking God. From the 300 and Phantom of the Opera and P.S. I Love You, it's pronounced Jared Butler. I cannot believe that. I is. swear to God, I am not it's full Gerard of shit. Butler. No, it's not. It's Jared Butler. If you listen to interviews where he says it, it's because it's like a Scottish thing. It's Jared Butler. I fucking hate that so much. I swear to God, it's true. I'm not full of shit. I Hi, promise. My name's Jared Butler. Jared Butler. Fuck you. He should, no. never, he should never have been famous if that's true. <laughs> we, should, we should get rid of him. No, I swear to God, it's true. It's a real thing. It's like it's it's like you put kind of like a lilt on the word. It's like Jared Butler, but it's like Jared Butler. Nope, hate it. I swear it's true. I'm not making this up. Jared is for pedophiles. <laughs> of which I refuse to believe that Gerard is. <laughs> I'm not lying. That's awful. <laughs> it's I think true. I think of Jared Fogle and then I hate myself. <laughs> what about? Oh God! What's another Jared? Yeah, well, you're gonna you're gonna be sitting here for a while. <laughs> it's gonna be the end of the podcast before we come up with one. I'll oh, tell no. you that. No, I swear it really it really is Jared Butler. Wow. And it's like a big thing whenever he when he's not on a lot of talk shows anymore. But back in the day, oh my God, I was such a huge Phantom of the Opera fan when I was a kid. I was like in that shit and so i watched a lot of interviews with jared butler and this is a big thing for him that no one pronounces his name correctly in america yeah well guess what we're gonna keep pronouncing it wrong because i hate okay that so fine i hate that gerard butler whatever jared butler fuck it I don't gerard know. butler it's fine he's a garbage actor anyway okay uh, <laughs> he, he plays hiccup's dad yes and in this trailer he doesn't play hiccup's dad he plays uh <laughs> Oh wait, Hiccup is that the Hiccup name? Hiccup is, is the main character. Oh, shit. His name is Hiccup. That's awful. Jared. Maybe I hate this first movie. <laughs> no, Between the Jared thing no, and his name's Hiccup, movie. I name maybe no, I don't like it anymore. No, it's a good movie. Anymore. It's based on a book. And oh, his name, boy. the main character. Okay, yeah, he's is the dad. Yeah, he's the he's like a king. Right? Yeah, he's yeah, the yeah, king, yeah, and yeah. Hiccup is his son. And the whole first movie is about what a fuck up Hiccup is. Yeah. And how he's never going to amount to anything, and how his dad doesn't believe in him, and is a huge piece of shit. And in this trailer, there's a flashback where Gerard Butler's character is holding baby Hiccup and going, 
there's a prophecy where one day you're going to discover the lost land of the Nightwings and you're going to be a great dragon tamer. No, there wasn't. You fucking hate your son. Yeah. You hate him. So they've retconned the whole first movie. It's gone. It's like, nope, I always knew he was destined for greatness. It's like, no, you didn't. That was what the whole first movie was about, which really makes me mad. Because Jared Butler is just like all of us, (laughs) and we saw Jay Baruchel outside of, I guess, the silver screen. He'd trash can him because he's a douchey nerd. Yeah. But that's okay. (laughs) Okay, this has a learning to fly uh, Food Fighters cover that's like a coffee shop version of it. It's all slowed (laughs) down, and I was like, what the fuck is happening? I saw this. Because dragons. I, yeah. No, Oh, I get what's happening. They fly. I don't know. But like, I feel like the whole purpose, like, okay, so it wasn't like a cool Scottish version of it. And it wasn't this cool kind of like, you know, Celtic version of it. Like, it was just literally like it was on like a Starbucks compilation. <laughs> like, I don't know what that cover comes from. And that kind of annoyed me because then I was like, oh, well, why wouldn't they just use the real version? That's kind of like a dope, like, that's a cool rock version. Like, it's going to make this cool and flashy. Nope. It's like a weird softcore version of it. And I didn't like that. Um, I don't understand where the hidden world is. That's not, doesn't seem what, the, what this movie's about. Yeah, the whole thing is the hidden world. But the, the thing is, I didn't see the second one, and I felt like the second one they find the hidden world. Right? Right. I, I don't know. I mean, presumably wherever the other dragon that they find in this trailer is, that's where the hidden world is. But then, like, there's, like, an Avatarian plot where, like, someone's going to steal all the dragons or, or capture them yeah. and doesn't like them or something. Do you nonsense. think this is going to be, like, a Native American thing or, like, a global warming thing? Mm, probably more, like, yeah, more like a Pocahontas thing, probably, yeah. if I had to guess. But here's what I don't understand. I wrote this and it literally bo- it bothered me throughout most of this trailer. Was that there's a new kind of enemy, is what they say. Or, like, he says it very dramatically. He's like, there's a new kind of enemy coming. Or whatever. <laughs> Except that that was way more manly than anything Jay Barishel Bar- will say. And then, and then he goes, or he says, "There's a new kind of enemy." And then they, but they don't have dragons. They're just regular people who are here to capture dragons. Like, can you even fathom if they were like, "Hey, we got this movie idea. We got these people, and they're going to go capture dragons." Well, what are they using to do it? Oh, I don't know. Maybe catapults and like a sword, guns. What? Well, like, oh, I don't understand. Like. But they're dragons. Wouldn't the dragons just fight back? They're fucking dragons. And they're like, no, 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 it's cool. Like, we'll we'll be able to capture them. It's not that big a deal. There's one part in the trailer where there's, like, presumably big bad guy. He's, like, an evil blonde man. Yes. And it seems like he takes out a dragon with a crossbow. Which would never happen. It's a dragon. (laughs) I just, I can't fathom, like... Again, in the first movie, the whole thing is that these dragons are, like, impossible to beat. They're so hard to fight. Yes. So we have now retconned it again. Yes. Uh, Like, I I don't know. Like, an armada, a fleet of ships should not be enough to take down, like, an army of dragons. And this is to say that CJ has not seen Game of Thrones. So this, like, isn't part of your whole thing. I've I've seen and read enough fantasy in my lifetime to know that dragons are fucking badass as hell. And that any depiction of a dragon I've ever seen at a theme park, I don't know, in a picture book... Like, would fuck the shit out of this armada. Like, that doesn't make any sense. How would that happen? I don't know. That bothered me throughout most of this trailer. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of retconning going on here. As usual, it 
like looks gorgeous. Yes, the how it looks to, great. The How to Train Your Dragon series has always looked beautiful. The score for these movies is always amazing too. Mm-hmm. They do a great job there. How many of these trailers focus on him free falling because of something that the dragon did at the as the end tag of the trailer? Because I feel like I think all of them. All of them. Yeah. How often can you go back to that well? Apparently a lot. Oh god. Because it's like oopsie whoopsie, and this time Toothless is like so distracted mm. by a sexy lady dragon that he forgets to go and grab Hiccup out of the sky, and then he's like, "Oops, uh oh, my bad." I I I did. I would be. I have to admit that the the little scene in this trailer where Toothless is doing the weird mating dance to the girl dragon did make me giggle. It yeah, was, oh yeah. It was cute and weird. <laughs> I, I feel like at the end of the day, this is probably a very serviceable movie and probably fairly enjoyable. But like the trailer just really kind of left me like, oh, I don't know. Like this feels like a kind of by the books like third entry in a yeah in a, in an animated franchise. Like I don't it can't know. all be Toy Story three. Can't all well, but we should strive to be. We should strive to be. And again, this seems like it's like with the Ugly Dolls thing, where it's like if you had to come up with a third How to Train Your Dragon movie and you had a gun to your head in thirty seconds, what would you come up with? Oh, I don't know. Um, they start fucking the dragons, I guess. Well, the dragons are fucking now. They brought Toothless the dragon to fuck. Tumblr's yeah. very upset because Toothless is canonically gay, CJ. Yeah. He's gay. That's and such now, an internet thing to be mad about. And now they have to, like... Like, why does every character have to have a woman to fuck? I'm, like, not sure if I'm being sarcastic right now. Because I do genuinely agree that, like, not every character has to have a woman to yeah, fuck. Yeah, like, Tumblr doesn't get <laughs> to decide like, that. So no, no. But it's, like, the whole thing, like... like Oh, like, they knew. They knew that we had decided that Look, Toothless we... was gay, and so they gave him a girlfriend just to fuck with us. It's like, I'm sure they didn't. Yeah, but to what degree do we even know the gender of any of these dragons? Toothless, like, uh, yeah, that's true. Toothless does not have a I... giant fucking ball sack, if, like, he would. Like, dogs do and Toothless cats do. Toothless could be a woman. I don't Toothless know. could be a woman. Honestly, who, gender, who even knows for dragons? Yeah, for real, y'all, why are we projecting our cultural understandings our of gender, yeah. our heteronormative standards of gender on. on these mythical creatures? Maybe they have they have genders that we don't even know about. We don't know what dragon culture is. Why are we projecting our culture on their society, Tumblr? Why don't you slow down? Welcome to your TED Talk. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk <laughs> about dragon sex. All right, that's it. Yeah, I think I think I think I need to stop. Do we want to do some rapid fire <laughs> shit? Sure. I All guess right. that's our thing. That's our thing. Um, do you want to do a refill? <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay, let's jump into it. Um, first up, Miss Bala. I love Gina Rodriguez. I wrote down this. I'm fairly confident. I don't have proof of this. I have to imagine this is a script that's existed for ten years. Michelle Rodriguez was supposed to play this role and then didn't. And then now we have Gina Rodriguez who like, I don't know, like Michelle Rodriguez definitely fits the role of what this movie is supposed to be. (laughs) I think a little bit more. Yeah. I like Gina Rodriguez. Me too. I I like her a lot too. And I think she fits the innocence of this role. But like Mm -hmm. also when I see her like, you know, you know, tossing magazines and the fucking like, you know, heavy assault rifles at the end of this trail. I'm kind of like, oh, like we've grown up a lot since Jane the Virgin. I, I love it. I, I love it. And I love her. And the one thing that I was bad about, because normally we watch these trailers and we try to save it for the pop. But the one thing I have to say, and I'm going to say it again, is there's a scene in this trailer where there's a man like petting Gina Rodriguez's hair and being like, you will be my queen. And I'm like, big mood. That is me. It me. I love her. 
here we are sauntering down the Kinski scale again. Yeah, this is a movie in which, uh, it, from the trailer, it seems like she gets kidnapped or something happens. Uh, she lives in L.A., but yeah. her family is from Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. So she's in Tijuana visiting her friend or maybe, like, her cousin. Someone. And then they there's a shooting, and they get kidnapped, and she's trying to rescue her friend. And she gets forced to do some bad things by yeah. a, car- a cartel, presumably. Bad or guys. Someone's, a, ba- a bad organization, and then basically... Basically, they force her to do that, and then the FBI comes, or I don't know, I don't know some, Somebody. some U.S. organization comes and says, "Do you know who was in there? Like that was like a, a DEA safe house or something." And then they, but that they, because the car she was in, she parks, blows up, and that's a whole thing. And then they force her to then go and infiltrate the mob. It's like a bunch, like she just gets fucked like twice, like yeah, yeah. It's not a great. They're blooper. forcing her to do a lot of crimes, and then the FBI catches her and she's like, they're forcing me to do the crimes and they're like, we don't believe you. I feel like what they're going for in this movie is that the FBI is going to use her as like a mole and they're going to figure out that like she's in this and she's going to kind of be playing both sides. Which I love, I love a movie where somebody's out of their element. Sure. And this character seems very just like, oh shit, I guess I have to do this now, which I think Gina Rodriguez plays very well. I love Jane the Virgin. I love Gina Rodriguez. She's great. More her in everything, please. I like her. I don't know about this trailer for lots of reasons. Part of it feels like soft Sicario. I don't know about that. Yeah, Sicario really rubbed me the wrong way because it was just like, look how many ways we can beat up this woman. Yeah, Emily Blunt gets the shit kicked out. Yeah. I I love Sicario. I think that was my favorite movie of 2015. I remember I I saw it with a bunch of people and I was the only one that didn't like it. And it was before we invented feminism in 2016. So I was very shouted down for it. Mm -hmm. So I just, mm, Sicario for, for whatever reason did not rub me the right way. This feels like, weirdly, the first comparison that's coming to mind is like the new Tomb Raider game where like Laura Croft is just starting out and like she's still a badass, but she's kind of unsure of herself and she's learning. And I get that vibe from this where it's like, she's a badass, but she's like a nascent badass. I guess my issue is that like this movie is neither Sicario, a relatively like nuanced and intentioned kind of drama that involved border politics. Um, and it is also neither a Danny Trejo movie. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, it seems to want to be both of those things. And I can't really grapple with like, you know, the, the setup and premise certainly seems like it's fine. Like I, I understand all of that. Like I, I get, I, yeah. I like the double, the double play and I like where she's probably ending there. I think that that's kind of compelling. I really can't get behind, I don't think, like, the insanity that is, like, uh, the way that this trailer ends, which is, like, her going from being this kind of meek person who's put in a bad situation, having to do bad things, to then, like, (laughs) oh, she says, in the end, a bullet settles everything. And I was like, oh, that's a fucking insane thing to say for someone who's in a bad situation. She's, like, slinky red dress walking away from an explosion with a gun. Yeah, she's turned into, like, a Bond girl or something. And I was like, oh, this is weird. Like, because I guess I can't tell thematically where it's... Or not thematically, but, like, tonally where it's attempting to go. Also, she's gonna fuck the dude in the gang. There's a bunch of shots in this trailer of them, like, very close together in a two-shot, looking sensuously at each other. So it's like... Ooh, what's going on there? I like Gina Rodriguez. I want the best for her. I think Annihilation is great, and she's very good in it. I don't... She was in another... Oh, she was in the the Navy SEAL one. The political one that made Mm. people mad. What was it? I don't know. 
there was some movie that she was in about the Navy SEALs. There was a boat. Oh, fuck. Okay, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Google Corner, Google Corner, Google Corner. How was everyone's Navy day? Navy SEALs, Gina Ron. Gina. Deepwater Horizon. Oh, that's not about Navy SEALs. What? Wasn't it? I didn't no, see it. I don't see any movies. No, that's about the Gulf oil spill. Named the best big, the next big thing and one of the top 35 Latinos under 35 by the Hollywood Reporter. I uh, love her. Yes. I want her to do more things. Okay, outlaws. <laughs> They're bad. This is just Sons of Anarchy Australia. I don't understand what was happening. Yeah! Why is A24 putting this out? Probably because it's secretly really good. It's probably secretly very good, but I just sat there the whole time. I was like, this is just Sons of Anarchy. You know what I want? I want this to be Macbeth, but in Australia with bikes. Okay, but that's all Sons of Anarchy is. It's just King Lear. Like, <laughs> like, I, like that is literally the premise. It's just a bunch of Shakespearean shit thrown at like. Also, both of these things seem to posit, and I'm not saying this can't be true. We invented feminism in 2016. But I, 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 I guess like, this movie, as well as Sons of Anarchy, is like, oh, all biker gangs run by, like, someone's wife within the gang. All of them. And I mean, yeah. Like, which maybe, I haven't watched Mayans or anything the other effects show, but, like, I imagine it's the same thing. There's some woman that's, like, pulling all the strings and doing all the stuff. But I was kind of like, at some point, like, because, like, Sons of Anarchy takes it to, like, an insane level. Obviously, it's, like, a, it's a Shakespearean grip, so, of course. But, I, will, I will here posit a Yas Queen. Yas Queen. I just, I, like, I don't know. This trailer has a lot, this trailer is a lot of sex. Like, yeah. a lot of, like, A lot of this one scantily woman. Scantily clad. I think two. I think there are two scantily Two women writhing around in sexy underwear. Yes, or peeking out windows in sexy underwear. There's a lot of shots of people in sexy underwear. That's what I like to do in my sexy underwear. A lot of shots of, like, tatted up Australian bikers, including guys that could be riffs on both Ron Perlman and Charlie Hunnam. Who knows? I'm shrugging right now because I'm not seeing a problem with anything you're describing to me. No, actually, honestly, like when I was watching, I was like, oh, like Sons of Anarchy is a show that I watched way too much of. I did not quite finish, but I watched way too much of. And I was like, oh, if they would have just made like an Australian version that was like an hour and a 45 minutes, I totally would have watched that if it was produced by A24. Now, at the same time, this doesn't feel like it. This feels like it, it falls in lots of the A24 things that they tend to avoid like yeah. it's big and it's loud and it's violent and it's sexy which makes the, me think there's something else going on there has here. to be yeah yeah if this feels like the trailer that's gonna get people in the seats to see like don't you want to see the sexy lady looking out the window in and the sexy underwear it's more tonal it's this different thing yeah 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 and they'll get them in the seats but with a24 a24 is a is a production company that i trust Okay. And it seems like there must be something else going on here. And I could listen to Australian people talk all day. Me too. I think it's great. And um, I don't know. This kind of got me. I like it. I would watch it. And I think it, with good reviews, I would yeah. absolutely be like, oh, now I'm kind of stoked on this. Yeah. Like, um, is, this, is this coming out in the February dumping ground? I think maybe early March. That's kind of where A24 puts its stuff, though. Because that's where sure. Swiss Army Man came out, too. True. Which was great. True. Yes. Yeah, I like Swiss Army Man. Yeah, I'm excited to watch this. This is definitely a trailer worth watching, I think, if for anything, because I feel like it'll subvert expectation. I agree. Yeah. I like Australian people. I like sexy underwear. I like Shakespearean riffs. I like bikers. I like bikers. I think in theory. Not a lot of cool tattoos. This yep. lady is like, you're going to become the president. Mm -hmm. And he's like got his rifle, but he's nervous. And we'll see. His old lady. Old lady. I think it's weird that they call them old ladies, but that's what they do. You know. Um, and last up, piercing. 
Which looks like a fucking trip. <laughs> oh my god. This is like a movie that I just... I felt watching this trailer towards the end like how I felt when I saw the Raw trailer, which was just, nope, not for me. I, uh, this looks great. It does look great. And again, like, I, is this also A24? No, but it could be. It feels like it almost is, but it's not, I don't think. So it's about a guy who has to kill a sex worker. Why does he have to kill a sex worker? I don't worker? know. Because movie. Well, the, yeah, so I wrote that down. Why is this murder happening? Because they talk a lot about the fact that he's going to do it and how he's going to do it. But there never seems like there's a... I, I don't know. I guess we'd have to rewatch it or something. But it doesn't seem like there's an answer to why he's doing that. Because he's, movie. I know. Because otherwise there wouldn't be a movie. But I don't like that answer. Because this feels this movie feels like it has way more thought put into it than just like, well, he's going to kill her. And he also doesn't seem like someone that kills someone. So No, that, well, because the whole thing is that he kind of, like strings it along but then the twist is that she wants to be murdered yes this has... but now he has to do it but piercing i just oh it gives me the heebie-jeebies something yeah. fierce i hate it it has christopher abbott from girls he's very good in that and i believe he is who's in... christopher abbott in girls he's her he's her uh alina dunham's uh what's the name dunham's character's name hannah hannah he's hannah's like uh or no no sorry he's marnie's uh like boyfriend in the first like season or two oh and then yeah he threw, like, a big fit and was like i don't want any part of this anymore and then they like quickly like shadily rewrote him out and then in one of the best episodes of the entire series he comes, he comes back. back as like that solo episode yeah like, which is an amazing you know, i love half it hour and he's television. like a fucking weird druggie yeah he's a weird druggie and he takes around it's a weird bottle episode and it's amazing i love it um he is very good. Uh, I love Mia Wasikowska. Wasikowska. Mia W. Mia, we, yeah, Mia W. She is excellent in everything. Um, I like her a lot. I feel bad because I literally only know her from the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland. Oh, she's very good in uh, The Kids Are Alright mm. um, and other things that aren't coming to mind. But She was fine in the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland, all things considered. Yeah. yeah. I like her and I'm happy to see her. Yeah, and she seems like she gets to play someone kind of unhinged, which is fun. Yeah, um, she seems like she's having a great time. This reminds me a lot of Funny Games, mm. if you ever saw that. I did not. Uh, Funny Games is this weird movie. It was... It's... Uh, it was a movie that was out in Sweden, I believe, and then they remade it shot for shot. The director made it, remade it shot for shot with uh, Naomi Watts a couple oh. years ago. Um, and it is a wild movie that has this similar kind of strange darkness running under it and kind of a fucked up quality, but is also, you know, kind of a little bit funny and a little bit sadistic and a little, like a lot of the same kind of elements going on here. And I, I don't know. I, di I dig the tone of the trailer. I think yeah. that... Uh, it, it, Again, a very, very sharply edited trailer. Yes. Yeah. It is tight. Built to be a trip, which I like. Oh, yeah. I, I really like it. I feel like I will... Oh, it just gives me the... It gives me the the woogalies. I yes. hate it. It just... The, especially the title, like, Piercing. Like, you know it's coming the whole time. And there's one shot in this trailer where there, he's kind of got, like, a needle up against her, like, sensual belly area. And, like, you know it's gonna happen. And I just... Ooh, no. Ooh, 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 ooh. On this... Trailer, I don't... I don't I, like it. On this podcast, we say no denies. Um, no, I'm so squeamish. I feel like this movie is what I thought Raw was gonna be. Right. Did you see Raw? Yeah. It was 
the trailer was one of those ones that made me feel like, oh, this is a movie that I'm not gonna see. And then my friends bullied me into seeing it, and then I was like, that wasn't that bad. And I know that it's not because I'm like actually not as much of a sissy as I think that I am, I because I'm like a this, huge sissy. I feel like this maybe won't be that bad. Piercing? There's going to be some piercing. But there, it's only going to happen to one of two characters. Ooh, I hate it, though. Right. Ooh, icky, icky. No, no, no. Gross. Ooh, woo, woo, woo. Uh, middle of January, what do you got coming up? Uh, hopefully, um, we're going to get uh, staff TV favorites going, which is because TV is truly the Hufflepuff of Merry-Go-Round magazine, rather than doing a big definitive ranking of all of the stuff that came out, because there's just so much TV and so much of it is good. It's just such an endeavor to, like, rank all of it. What we've been doing instead is I just have everybody write about, like, what did you really, really like this year? And it always ends up being a really cool, really diverse list of people just, like, pouring their hearts out over content that they enjoyed. So um, that should be out by the time you're listening to this. I'm really excited about it. It's always great. BoJack is on it every year. (laughs) so um, As it should be. As it should be. So that's good. Uh, look forward to that. CJ's been killing it in the end of year content. I think we got some prestigious like likes and tweets. Yeah, it. uh, it, it'll be a little bit old when this comes out, but for sure come back and check out the uh, our end of the year music coverage. We've powered down a little bit the past couple weeks just because nothing comes out in the beginning yeah, of January. Same. I'm just a, like, meh. It's kind of a dead zone for those first two weeks when people are coming back. But um, We'll probably have something up on Bandersnatch by the time you're hearing this. We have a, a piece coming out on Kanye West and mental illness and stuff coming out soon. Um, that'll be up when you're listening to this. And yeah, otherwise we'll just be, you know, jumping into the last couple end of December releases that came out, reviews of that. And uh, yeah, but otherwise for sure, check out our end of the year music stuff. That's super cool. And good shit. that's all I got. Thank you for listening. We're on social media now. We're on social media. We're on yeah, social media now. We are at T Trashed Pod on Twitter and at Trailer Trashed Pod on Instagram. Yep. Um, that's a thing that we're doing now. Please, please follow and do all of that good stuff and like our post because it makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah. Go on, uh, on iTunes, rate and subscribe. And again, I thought that it was going to be a big, huge thing to rate things on iTunes, but it's not. You literally just click it and you're done. Super easy. Please Um, give us five stars. It makes us so happy and it helps other people find us and prove that we're not just hacks sitting in an apartment with... A light board that says P is stored in the balls. Well, you know. Part, that, we are that technically, but... But if you give us five stars, we won't feel that way. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode is not sponsored by Stamps.com. No, it's sponsored by Lisa Mattresses. Uh, we're a Lisa Mattress in this household. <laughs> have been for a couple weeks now. Uh, they shipped it to me. It's crazy. They sent it to you in this little tube. It's like so it's, small. It's small, small, so compact. And then you uh, open it up and it's a whole bed inside. Honestly, what? it's one of the craziest experiences I've ever had. You pull it open with a knife and it just kind of unfolds there. And then uh, you wouldn't even know. You hop on it. Uh, they have an ergonomically laid out mattress that's just going to feel unlike anything that you've ever felt. Uh, it's so much better. You're gonna, you spend half of your life sleeping. You might as well. A third of your life. A third of your life sleeping. You might as well do it. I mean, let me, let me back that up. I personally probably spend half of my life sleeping. Let's be real. I for sure do. Yeah. Uh, so you might as well do it on Lisa Mattress. Yeah. Uh, go to lisamattress.com. Type in <laughs> trashed. Promo code trash. Let us know uh, if that works. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know if it works. <laughs> Not a real sponsor. Not a real sponsor. Um, but we would love to. 
Just saying. If you're out there, go ahead. See how good we are at ad reads? This is like our audition tape. So good. We're so good at reading ads. And you know what else is good is a quip toothbrush. Oh, boy. Is really good to brush your teeth with because it pulses to let you know when it's time to change quadrants. Guys, check us out on Squarespace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, that's all we got. That's uh, all we got. Thank We're you not, so much. Thank you. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.